listening to the Filmmaker Happy Hour on X-Ray FM, KXRY Portland, an interview show that talks with filmmakers and film festival directors about the state of cinema in Oregon. On today's episode of the Filmmaker Happy Hour, we talk with Heather Older, Executive Director of the McMinnville Short Film Festival, happening February 23rd to the 26th. This is Phil Bussey. It is the Filmmakers Happy Hour in X-Ray FM. I'm joined by the newish uh, executive director for the McMinnville Short Film Festival, Heather Older. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Phil. How are you doing? Good. I suppose yeah. I should have full disclosure. I'm on the board of directors. So there's <laughs> there's an absolute conflict of interest, but I can still ask <laughs> questions and we can get information. Um Heather, let's start out. I know that the festival is entering a new chapter, but but the history is important. So uh, a UFO landed in McMinnville. Is that correct? Several, several decades ago? <laughs> well, I'm certainly no expert on this topic, <laughs> having having being a, a somewhat of a transplant into Oregon. But I have heard these rumors <laughs> and uh, they do have their own festival. I think it's in July that focuses on UFOs. So I I've heard from secondhand folks down there, pretty good sources, that yes, there was a UFO in McMinnville. <laughs> and, and the reason I bring up the the, the UFO is that uh, the film festival started as an offshoot of the celebration of of aliens and <laughs> and and sci-fi. And so there was sci-fi some some, some local uh, a local couple who owned the the video store. Video store, yeah, used to be Dan part of the cultural landscape. And they hosted a short film sci-fi festival. And that that was the genesis of this. Is that is that more or less the story? Yeah, more or less. That's how it started. Dan and Nancy Morrow um, are the founders of the McMinnville Short Film Festival. And um, they were very involved in the, and still are, in the cultural arts scene there. And they owned a video store and are huge cinephiles. Um, and they started off with a, a smaller festival. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was actually first held in an a high school auditorium. It was how it originally started. Um, and we, boy, they really built it up over the years into a, a, a very short one-night showcase into now a full-fledged four-day festival with industry panels and mixers, networking mixers, and filmmakers literally from all over the world in attendance um, up to 105 films on average now for the last few years. Um, and we're, we're entering the 12th year. And Dan and Mancy uh, um, are still involved with the festival. They've stepped down in some of the more administrative demanding roles with executive director, but they, they're they still very much present. And you know, coming on board this year, it's been very important for me to keep the tonality of what they've created uh, the same because that's what's uh, expected of our visiting filmmakers. Um, what they've created is really wonderful for visiting filmmakers, and it's it's the highlight of our festival. What yeah, What are a few adjectives you could use to to explain that tonality? Uh, it's it's uh, extremely down to earth, highly organized, so to, so um, to speak. So to speak. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> as long as we keep the UFOs out of it. It's just a very welcoming film festival. What I think as a filmmaker myself, I think what, you know, what set McMinnville apart, even as a filmmaker premiering at McMinnville, uh, is the level of attention on the filmmakers um, and how celebrated you feel, which is a, a great feeling when you put all of this blood, sweat and tears into a project. 
Um, you know, sometimes at at other festivals or you know larger festivals, you can you're just a you get lost in the crowd in the showcase. You're not um, at McMinnville. Every every filmmaker is recognized when they come in and you know made to feel um, very seen and represented. And that's something that um, we are definitely striving to continue this year. Um, so that is that is our, what makes us unique. Oh, and also, uh, how unique is a short film festival? I know that um, you know in Oregon, there's 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 one in Baker City that's that's more of just a one evening kind of fun <clears throat> thing. But how how and and Ben Film, uh, which has really become a premier film festival, mm -hmm. does have short films part of it, but not exclusive. How sure. how unique is this exclusivity and and really treating it as uh, equally weighted as a feature film? Well, I think the landscape for short films has uh, changed significantly in the last few years. And if you start looking at industry industry trends, um, what you're we're starting to see is that a lot of feature filmmakers and a lot of recognized feature filmmakers are actually returning to the short film format. Um, and it's really become uh, a very watched uh, uh, genre of film right now with uh, both uh, already experienced and exposed filmmakers and up and coming filmmakers. Um, I know we have two short films in the film festival this year that are slated to go on to features. Um, one, um, Burroughs, which is executive produced by Ava Longoria, um, and a second film, uh, Chorus, which was picked up. I'm not sure who's producing it, but it is going on to a, a, a recognized, recognizedly produced feature film. Um, so I think there's a lot of attention in the short film format for, I think, various reasons, for creative liberty, um, financially, um, you know, it's always going to be a little bit easier to, even though they're very expensive, it's still cheaper than making a feature film. And you'll start to see this with uh, some of the larger film festers that are really starting to showcase their short film categories. Ben, for example, uh, their short film categories, Academy recognized, but not their feature side. So their, their short film, you know, there's a lot of attention right now in short films. I think it's a, a great time and, and, uh, uh, a, a lot of filmmakers right now are focusing on that. And I think the audiences are getting used to watching short films and understanding that they're their own little movies and not just some side thing that you slot against a feature, you know? So it's an interesting time. Yeah, short films can be so charming because you do have to get in and tell a condensed story. You have to meet the characters really quickly, uh, mm -hmm. which which often makes them uh, uh, much more, you know, front-facing characters in some ways. Sure. Um, there's also the charm that like, if you don't like the movie, it's going to be over soon. And, and there'll be <laughs> there the next that. one. Um, as far as the format for the festival, then, you know, on like uh, a feature film festival where you'd go and watch one film, you're watching a collection of films. Sure. Is that yep. our, so, yeah. So our films are broken up into categories. So for instance, our drama comedy is combined, but we have three, uh, blocks of drama comedy and that's always the way it's been um, at the festival then we have a horror sci-fi block an lgbtq block uh, environmental native american and so if you go online and look at our schedule you'll see the layout of the film blocks and and within that block is uh, the same genre obviously so if you're in the mood for horror sci-fi i highly recommend this block this year <laughs> it's always one of our more popularly attended blocks on saturday night but it's it's really fun so yeah, yeah tell me one of the standout films Oh, there! I honestly, I'm very proud of the slate of films we have this year. We have a we have a lot of award winning films that appeared at a lot of large festivals. Um, I you know, like the two I just mentioned, Burroughs and Chorus. We have North Star, 
um, by PJ Palmer. We have Seafoam uh, by filmmaker Izzy Stevens. Um, Buenvenidos uh, Los Angeles, which is uh, having a heavy run on the circuit right now and is nominated for three awards at our festival. Um, uh, Mushari, which is a, a foreign film in the horror category. It's, uh, it's, very, it's a very scary film, <laughs> very good horror film. Um, every category has um, the Blue Room, which is in our environmental block, was just written up in the New York Times. Um, you know, we have a lot of very, uh, really, really great films this year to, to showcase to our audience. And, and anybody who's interested in seeing a really high quality short film festival with, you know, this is it. Um, I think that we have really, I don't think anyone is doing a short, it's completely short focused film festival quite as well as we are doing right now in the Pacific Northwest. So I, I encourage anyone to come down and check us out. We're going to go to the music break in a second, but before we do, I want you to give, you're just giving a bit of a pitch there, obviously, but <laughs> the, this is, you know, we're, we're, we're a Portland radio station and, and uh, McMinnville is 45 minutes away in the wine country um you know what 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 is it why why should somebody come down to mcminnville for this festival or i mean this is the outside of portland this is the closest film festival is, is that not correct geographically? Uh, it is correct i believe yeah yes i mean there are yes outside of portland correct i mean why should people come down i mean besides all the great films and all the fun mixers <laughs> i mean mcminnville itself is a wonderful place to visit it's it's literally is the heart of wine country um, you could come down to McMinnville, see, have a wonderful experience at the film festival and go out to have dinner at one of the amazing restaurants on Third Street and hit a tasting room <laughs> or a winery on your way in or out of town. It's a it's a full day. Uh, if you want to get out of the city and spend a full day having fun with many activities, um, honestly, wine country is the destination to head out of Portland to for a, a quick drive down and back. So, I mean, yeah. And, and perhaps <laughs> meet an alien. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And now you. I think they, brought, only the locals can see them. <laughs> you brought a song in for us. Uh, do you, you want to cue it up? What? What? Why? Why did you pick this song? Oh, I, this song keeps me going while I'm in the throes of this huge event planning thing. It's uh, just called "Patience" by Tame and Tala, and it just, uh, yeah, it just resonates. And and when I'm feeling a little uh, de-energized, it gets me going again. <laughs> well, let's 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 uh, let's plug it in and give it a run, and we'll be right back. Uh, this is Phil Bussey. It's the Filmmaker Happy Hour on X-Ray FM talking to Heather Older, the Executive Director for McMinnville Short Film Festival, which is coming up at the end of February.
This is the Filmmaker Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm talking with Heather Older, Executive Director for McMinnville Short Film Festival, underscore the Short Film Festival, collection <laughs> of four, four days. Will you do the pitch? Tell us the dates. Tell us, tell us. Yeah, how... no problem. So um, uh, four-day festival, uh, February 23rd to 26th, uh, starting in the evening of the 23rd. It's sort of, we call it our soft opening. It's our college blocks. Um, uh, this year we have a, a wonderful block from PSU, Portland State University Film Program and Pacific University Film Program, as well as a college showcase from college filmmakers around the country. Um, very fun, uh, very high energy. Uh, and then we have our official opening ceremony on Friday where we roll into our, our uh, featured film blocks, uh, opening up with environmental and Oregon filmmakers and so on. Um, and yeah, closing ceremony dinner is on Sunday. Tickets are, are available to the public. Peter Billingsley, we're very excited to have him coming as our keynote speaker this year. Um, so uh, if you got, log on to our website, you can buy tickets for any on all access pass, any block of films, or if you just want to come see Peter <laughs> and get your picture taken with the Christmas story guy, <laughs> you can do that for Sunday night. So um, everything, all the information and the full schedules on the website. I think I'm moderating a panel, aren't I? And yes, you are. Yeah, there is a that's a re that's a reason for a 45 minute drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Let's talk about you for a second. <laughs> um, we <laughs> yes, and on Saturday afternoon, it is for filmmaker only. Uh so um we are doing a producer's panel, the kind of do's and don'ts of pro producing. We'll just let it sort of organically unfold and and you are moderating that uh with Tara Mittinger and Peter Billingsley. Um, schedule's a little subject to change. We may have a, a, a third producer on that panel. We may not, we're still kind of, but for sure, Peter and Tara. And uh, I think it'll be really interesting to just uh, hear what they have to say with all of their years of experience, both of them very industry experienced um, on filmmaking. So it'll be exciting. I wanna get some insights on some of the categories a little bit more too. So, so uh what what do you what comes in for we we talked about i think comedy drama explains itself the student films explain themselves the sci-fi and um horror <laughs> films can really run the gamut yeah i mean uh comedy you know or quirky <laughs> to like 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 poop in my pants Gore scary, right yes. um yeah, uh, we're a little loose in that category. You know, it's always a little there. We've got a little bit of everything this year, but they're all very well done. But yeah, we've got that little bit of the horror comedy. We've got straight horror. We've got a little sci-fi, a little uh, soft gore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call it because we've had more. We've had more gory, I think, at last year's festival. But yeah, so it. it Talk to me about the um, both the environmental and the Native American. Um, <clears throat> so the environmental, are you getting is is, is that are those documentaries that are coming in about about it's issues? really a combination yeah it's a good question um and and it's hard to always um put strict boundaries on these types of topics because um you know what qualifies as environmental is but you know there is a little bit of crossover with documentary and environmental oftentimes i mean obviously uh just because of the topics covered uh so there are there are there's documentaries, there's an animation, there's also focusing on, there's a couple local films, Yoglins being one of them, focusing on the benefits of recycling and really environmentally focused as uh, almost an educational type of film. Um, so it really runs the gamut. With, with Native American, we really do try to honor and focus our Native American filmmakers. Um, however, we do, we do have films that are made by non, 
uh, indigenous uh, people that focus on Native American topics. And so we do include those in that category, trying to represent Native American overall um, and, and be with a lot of respect to the topic. Um, you know, so I, I know these issues come up and sometimes it's a little, little tricky to figure out where you draw the line on who can submit to which category based on these titles we use for these categories. <laughs> um, but both of those blocks I'm really excited about this year and um, Burroughs, which is in the Native American category is actually also nominated for our grand jury prize. So um, I think it's a very exciting category this year on Sunday, the fe February 26th, so. Yeah. No, no, let's 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 shift that and put the spotlight on you for a little bit. So this will be the first McMinnville Short Film Festival that you have been at the helm. You took over pretty pretty soon after the last one wrapped up last spring. Is that correct? Yes, I did. I I was volunteering with Nancy all year prior to that. Um, so I had sort of a lot of insight going into what what was you know the organizational side of what it was going on all year long to prepare for the festival. Um, and worked with her leading into the festival with organizing some of the events and sort of being her right-hand person to help with things. So it wasn't uh, completely um, a, a hundred, a zero to a hundred right after the festival, I was already involved. Um, and, um, but yes, this is my first year, <laughs> first year for this complete full year. It's been a big, a uh, lot of learning and um, a lot of exciting ups and downs. And, you know, you just uh, learn from your mistakes on certain things and keep going. <laughs> Um, but I'm excited, and I think the festival is uh, stronger than ever this year, honestly. I think it's, or at least it continues on with where where Nancy left off, and hopefully, you know, continues to move forward in the direction I think all of us want it to go in, so, yeah. And, and well, where, and where, where is that, well, first off, uh, I mean, I, I also want to point out that at least anyone think that you have some, like, huge machinery behind you <laughs> in terms of, the, the, you're a, you're a one-person uh, part-time executive director is that correct that's that's correct i do have a full-time job um i yeah so i mean i i wish that there we you know i wish we had a full-time paid team to help with this but it it is um pretty much uh, uh a, lo a lot of devotion <laughs> to, to get where we need to go um but certainly i think it'll be worth it and i think that'll be reflected in this year's festival and and yeah. so what is what is that vision and and i mean you you obviously you have volunteers and you have people that you work sure. with what 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 is the vision that that you see emerging or that is already there? Well, I think uh, there's been a lot of things. I think that we are gaining visibility among film filmmaker communities. Um, I think just by the selection of films this year, just our name being used, thrown and our laurels going up on a lot higher visible films. Um, I think that the vision the vision is to move the festival to be uh, have a higher visibility. Um, and um, as you know, we are moving into the Mac Theater on Third Street and downtown McMinnville will become our home, which I think will turn um, the festival, be very, very beneficial for the festival and really that we'll have a home base um, and a beautiful retro, totally refurbed theater right in the heart of Third Street will create more of a festival vibe. So I think we'll have more community that might be aware of this festival happening because we won't be you know, at the edge of town at the cinema, but we'll be right on Third Street. So we'll have that sort of festival buzz of people walking around and going to the blocks and going to lunch and restaurants and all of that, everybody, you know. Um, the ultimate vision is that we eventually become an Academy Award wide, uh, excuse me, Academy Award qualifying film festival in the short film category. And I do see that happening for this film festival. 
So um, it's just all the steps that we have to take to get there. But I think uh, after 12 years, we have a quite a good foundation um, that this is a very um, plausible uh, thing that may happen for us. I don't think it's it's out of the realm. I think it's very much will is within reach and that we will accomplish that. And, 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 and part of that qualification and, and part of the uh, contemporary chapter of, of film festivals is becoming a year-round organization. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. So we are trying to focus on more year-round programming. We did have a, a couple showcases that um, out of, for the summer, we had one out here um, in the Halem for their rec center. We also uh, featured our, our shorts ahead of OMSI's summer series, um, which was fun. Um, but, you know, exciting things were, you know, as you know, we're trying to get um, some more year round programming more established through our perhaps our flight of films program or different uh, avenues where we can showcase our our short walks to audiences throughout the summer and keep um, our the visibility for our filmmakers in front of audiences and also um, increase the awareness for the film festival leading into next year. So that is definitely um, one of our high priorities this year. Heather Older is executive director for the McMinnville Short Film Festival, uh, which will be happening uh, February, oh my goodness. 23rd. <laughs> 23rd through the uh, 26th, <laughs> uh, obviously in McMinnville. And I, I do encourage people to, to check it out, to go down for a day or to stay overnight, uh, enjoy wine country, a little bit of a, a change of scenery, uh, really charming medium-sized town. I don't know that we can call McMinnville yeah. a small town. Um, it's very cute. <laughs> and just so many different choices, such a, a smorgasbord of, of films to select for. So thank you. Oh, for, wonderful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for talking with us and thank you for organizing you. this year. And good luck. Oh, thank you. And thank you for all of your help as well. So thank you. The Edge of Reality
The Filmmaker Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and X-Ray FM KXRY Portland. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Thanks for tuning in.